Good morning. Ten months after concerns came up about teachers restraining and secluding some special education students, the Loudoun County School Board is debating a new policy that lays out what kinds of restraints are allowed. For Tuesday, December 11th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Hey, remember this phrase, rubber duckies. If at the end of the day you don't remember a single ad you saw today, but you still remember the phrase rubber duckies, well, that's the power of advertising on the Morning Minute. No distractions, no competitors, just your message. Drop us a line at sales at loudonnow.com or visit us at loudonnow.com slash advertise. And remember, rubber duckies. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The Loudoun County School Board's Ad Hoc Committee on Special Education has made five recommendations to the board. One of them, what kind of restraints are and are not allowed for using on students and when. This comes 10 months after concerns were raised about public school teachers restraining and secluding some special education students. The school board created the committee earlier this year on the heels of criticism from the public about how those students had been treated for example, locked alone in small rooms. The committee is made up of school board members, parents, school administrators, mental health professionals, and members of the Minority Student Achievement Advisory Council, the Special Education Advisory Council, and the Gifted Services Advisory Council. They have recommended a policy which states LCPS authorizes the use of physical restraint and seclusion procedures to manage student behavior. It goes on to say that this is supposed to be a last resort, quote, where the student's behavior poses a threat of imminent danger or serious physical harm to self or others. They also recommended that the physical restraint not include restraining the student in a chair or wall, restraining the student in a way that prevents breathing or speaking, corporal punishment, mechanical restraint, or using pharmaceuticals to restrain the student. At-large school board member Beth Huck, who chaired the ad hoc committee, said the committee voted 15 to 1 to 1 to 2 to recommend the policy without the support of the two Special Education Advisory Council members. Craig Metz was opposed, and Sharon Tropp abstained. Huck said they and some other members on the committee would like to do away with the use of seclusion and restraint altogether. School board member Debbie Rose, also a member of the committee, said she doesn't know whether the district can ever totally stop using restraint tactics as a last resort. She said the school system does need to work on how they educate their staff about how seclusion can affect students, and especially students with disabilities. School board member Joy Maloney said she would like to see a policy that the school division is working toward being restraint-free. The school board is expected to vote on this at its meeting January 8th. You can see the full report and the story on our website, so go to loudnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, three people will be competing for two seats in the special election in Lovettsville in February. Rebecca Ontiveros and David Stedman will both be trying to hold on to the seats to which they were appointed after the resignation of former council members Mike Sinnott and Renee Edmonston. Ontiveros, a co-owner of the Hive Bake Shop in Brunswick, Maryland, faces a challenge from Buchanan Smith. This will be the first election in which candidates will be required to disclose any campaign spending. 
In September, the town council passed a new rule that mirrors the state's Campaign Finance Disclosure Act. Under Virginia law, candidates in towns with populations of less than 25,000 are not required to comply with that act unless the town council adopts an ordinance requiring them to do so. The special election in February will also cap off a year of turnover on the Lovettsville Town Council. In January, Councilman Mike Dunlap was appointed to fill a vacancy left by Rob Gentile's resignation, in, and in February, Tony Quintana was appointed to fill a vacancy left by the resignation of former Vice Mayor Tiffany Carter. Loudoun County supervisors have adopted a program to spend public money to help defray the private cost of permanently protecting land from development. Supervisor Tony Buffington proposed the program, which sets up a $150,000 fund to help landowners pay part of the cost of putting land into conservation easements. Those easements permanently protect land from certain uses, including if it's sold, and get periodic site visits from a government or land trust inspector to make sure the terms of the agreement are followed. Buffington said if the county wants to protect the tourism and agricultural successes of its rural areas, quote, then we have to find a way to permanently preserve a sufficient mass of open space and agricultural land or this area that's currently revenue positive will eventually become revenue negative and we'll have that problem to deal with. Those easements get tax benefits, but they also mean giving up the potential of selling the land for development, which can be quite profitable, and involve upfront costs that can run into the tens of thousands of dollars. This fund will cover up to half the cost of putting land into a conservation easement or up to $15,000, whichever is less. If there are more applications than money to go around, the program prioritizes applications that give up the most development rights or that have documented natural and historic resources. It's also income restricted to households making the area median income or less. That's currently $117,000 for a household. According to a county report, about half of Western Loudoun households or about 10,000 households are below that threshold. Of course, this does not factor in how many of those actually have land to put into an easement. According to a county report, Loudoun is one of the top three counties in Virginia in both the number of conservation easements, about 750, and the total acreage they cover, about 72,000 acres. It ranks seventh among Virginia counties for percentage of land protected by a conservation easement at 14% of Loudoun's total acreage. Neighboring Fauquier County has the largest portion of its area under easement at 26%. And over the weekend, Woodgrove High School's football team brought home its first state championship. The Wolverines beat Lake Taylor at Liberty University 38-33. Stonebridge, unfortunately, was once again turned away by a rival powerhouse team. The Bulldogs lost to undefeated Highland Springs, which also beat Stonebridge in uh, 2015 and the 2016 state title games. It was the fourth straight state championship for Highland Springs. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, it's Neighborhood Night at B Chord Brewing Company in Round Hill starting at 5.30 p.m. Come on by and join the jam. And I would tell you about the Fake News Unraveled event at Middleburg Library today, but then you would figure all out about me. So whatever you do, do not go to the Middleburg Library tonight from 7 to 8.30 p.m. to hear from educators at the museum about buzzwords, bots, and bad actors on social media. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, get on over to the Middleburg Library tonight and figure out what's wrong with our democracy right now. Tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.